What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Den Talks Podcast is powered by DenAnywhere.com. You guys go to DenAnywhere.com now, no matter where you live in the world, and you can take our classes virtually and live. Go to DenAnywhere.com and sign up for just $29.99 a month. You get a limited access to our classes with over 150 a month to choose from. Plus, most of them are archived, so if you can't make the exact time, you can catch them later. We still also have our workshops and our certifications now all accessible to you no matter where you are. Go to denanywhere.com. Hey, this is Tal. I am your host of Den Talks Podcast and the founder of Den Meditation. And we're changing it up today. Today, I have someone who works in PR. I know we haven't done anything like this, but it's not just PR. She works on the kind of the soul. She calls herself the soulful publicist, if that gives you any inclination. And I wanted to bring her on, not just to talk about what she does and how she got there, but just to hopefully inspire all of you out there who are looking on figuring out ways to put more soul into what you do every single day and feel like you have more purpose. So I really hope you enjoy this episode. And of course, there's always a personal practice at the end. So stay tuned till the end. That's like my thing. It's like who cares? I know some people put so much weight on a name. I know my mom doesn't feel connected to her first name right now. Right now? Yeah, she's like, I don't feel like a a Bechat or a Bridget anymore. And someone told her Skyler, and I was like, No, mom. Well, let's roll in on that because we're sitting here (laughs) chatting about names and part of the reason we're just chatting about names, which by the way, we did an amazing podcast episode with Gal Sasan all about like the power of your name. Mm. So you should talk to your mom about why she's feeling disconnected from her name because he says that means something's off with you in general if you're trying to reject your name. Totally. Because it's your purpose and your core Mm -hmm. and you named yourself, whether you like it or not, Mm. you actually named yourself before you got here. Wow. It's very powerful. I love that. Yeah. It's pretty amazing. It's a great episode. But on that, because I was trying to make sure I pronounced Tanya's last name correctly, which is Tanya Honey. Yeah. Did I do it? Yeah. But a lot of people say Connie. Right. Tanya Connie. I like it. It's like (laughs) you've got a nice rhythm to your name. Thank you. But it's exciting to have you here because Mm -hmm. Tanya actually works in PR, which I know is not normally our typical guest. (laughs) But what she does, she actually now in this iteration of your life has been working with conscious people and representing Mm -hmm. like all your clients are from kind of the conscious world, whether they be spiritual teachers or places or, you know, just doing something where you feel like they're shifting stuff within, Mm -hmm. you know, going to light. And it's not about necessarily consumerism. Yeah. So I just wanted to have you on because I just feel like that's a, an amazing concept. And I do feel like for a lot of people who are listening or, come to the den or listen to the podcast, a lot Mm -hmm. of people are trying to figure out how to incorporate more of this stuff in their lives, period. Mm. And I am a big proponent of you don't have to just change your life. You don't have to like give it up and go become a monk and live on a mountain. Mm -hmm. It's like, how can we incorporate all of these teachings, you know, whether it be again, learning about the power of your name to about meditation Mm -hmm. or shamanism or cards or eating healthy. How can you incorporate into your life that helps you slowly realize what you're supposed to be doing so you feel happiness Mm. in your day to day. So you're a perfect example, but no, but you are a perfect example of someone who's not, saying, oh, I just have to like meditate every single day and that's all I'm going to do. But you actually found a way to incorporate the stuff into the career that you had and that you wanted so that you could feel good about it. Wow, that's so true. (laughs) (laughs) Lie down, let's talk some more. But talk to me about like what, like so when you first like started in general, like when you were first starting to earn money for yourself as Mm -hmm. an adult, like what was your, like where did you think you were going to work? Like what was your plan originally? What did you want? Well, I definitely, PR was not in my path. My path was either life coaching or stick with Lululemon and just be committed to their community and culture. Because I always say Lululemon is like a huge contribution to developing me as like a human. Well, talk about it. What were you doing at Lululemon? Lululemon has many stores. So I was actually an educator. That's what they were called. So you're like a sales associate, but they give you the power to kind of create what you want inside of the company. So you feel really empowered. You have ownership from like pieces of the company. And 
what really spoke to me was the culture and visual merchandising, like two completely different things. And also what I loved about their company is like the emotional intelligence part. So I did do a lot of transformational trainings with them. They got me on a path to learn more about myself and learn about like my stories and programmings from my past. And it was so fun discovering that for myself at 18. I was going to say, so is this like straight out of high school? It kind yeah, it kind of was. My first like real job job was out of high school, working at Lululemon, not even knowing what it stood for. But like when they were first starting in like 2008, nobody was hyped up on the Lululemon vibe. Right. It was still really small. It was like growing in Canada. But one thing I knew to be true is that they're really committed to your goals and developing you inside of areas of your life that you wanted to grow and expand in. Now, when you were like looking for a job, were you at that point just looking for kind of any job or were you, were you being pointed in what you wanted? Um, the manager of the store ended up at my family home and she started speaking and my mom introduced me to her and her name was Anna Sapraiken and she was Canadian and she's like, oh, you should go and meet with her and check out the store. And I'm like, and where were you at the time? Where do you where do Calabasas? You live? Okay, Calabasas. Okay, everybody knows where Calabasas. Yes, well, <laughs> I know the Kardashians have really right. helped with that one. <laughs> yeah, so Calabasas. Here I am, like eighteen year old Tanya, going to Lululemon, not knowing what the clothes are about or why it's even a cool company or why anyone would want to work there, but. I started working there and I fell in love. Like I fell in love with the family vibe. I fell in love with the culture. I fell in love with fitness. Like they gave you fitness classes. Like at that time, unlimited fitness classes. You can go and they would just pay for it. Amazing. Because all they wanted to do was take care of your well-being and make sure that you were thriving and you felt so lit up and excited about your life that being at work was not just like separate from your life. But what an amazing first job that you kind of fell into. Because it's not like you were graduating high school and you were like, I want to work in a place that's like all about my health and wellness, right? I mean, you kind of lucked into something that started shifting your perspective of Mm. like this being part of your life. That's true. I didn't think of it like that. Yeah, you got to look at like, (laughs) you had some like divine shit happening there. I know, and it was five minutes from my house, so it would walk. So easy divine shit, even better. (laughs) (laughs) It was in this like shopping center and it just seems so like... Um, like minute, but it was so grand in so many ways because of the offerings of the company. And back then, it wasn't like this corporate company where they had to meet certain metrics or it, it became like really sterile, in my opinion. Well, yeah, of course. I mean, yeah, yeah when you get that big. It just was really like structured when I, when I revisited later in my like 20s. But when I was 18, I just remember, and what was really big for them was sending people to Landmark. And that was my first intro. Interesting. Yeah. It's funny. So talk about Landmark for a second. Excuse me. <clears throat> Sorry, everyone. Um, because it's been mentioned a few times on this show, but I don't think people oh, fully... I know. It's interesting because <laughs> at one point it was a very popular uh-huh. thing. And I know it's still going, but I don't yeah. think it's as... I mean, there's just so many things that are you in get, the zeitgeist yeah, now. Yeah, you get so like, like twofold. Like people are like, I love it. And people are like, it's so pushy. Everyone has like their opinions, I feel like, of like group awareness training based on what they go in with it. So like if you have a lens of life that it, people, you don't like to be pushed on or you don't want people to feel like like you feel pressured doing something, that will show up. I, I truly believe that. But because I started with Lululemon, it wasn't like a friend introduced me or actually my mom introduced me at 14. I have to give her credit. <laughs> Thanks, mom. <laughs> at 14. But nothing really stuck until I got into a company that was so ingrained in the work. And tell people what the work is. Yeah. So it's a, uh, like the core of it, it's an emotional intelligence training where it looks at your subconscious and your programming and your patterns based on your childhood and your past. So you start to break that down and what ends up happening is you distinguish your blind spots. So things that you don't know that you don't know about yourself. And it it can be anything from like events or circumstances or your upbringing and it has shaped your view of life and they, they go through like the filters. You have a filter with your mom, you have a filter with 
people at work, you have a filter with your partner or your spouse, you have a filter with yourself, and they start to remove that so you can actually start clearly seeing what's there. Do you, so is it also, like you were kind of saying before, if like you have like a traumatic event that maybe you're not remembering, is some of the points to like help bring your whole 360 view of yourself forward or no? There's like, there's a, there's a part of that, but because in my mind I was like, oh, I haven't had any trauma. Like I, I'm lucky to say that my upbringing was pretty solid. Right. Minus like some fighting that happened in my household, but nothing really stuck where I made a decision. But there were times where maybe I wasn't aware of my dad or my mom not being present in my life. And at that moment I made up my, I can't receive love unless I do this. Right. You make up these like I am statements and then they start to become your mask and they start building. So as you grow up, you have all of these stories that you've built and then they start forming who you are. And in Landmark, you just like keep going and you keep looking at, okay, this is what happened. This is the meaning I gave that it happened. That was like the biggest distinction. All the events that you happened in your life, there's some type of meaning that you gave it, and that meaning is what shaped your identity, your belief systems, and what you feel about yourself. And then so you were like, oh, I, I can't speak up in class because I will look stupid. So you hold back your voice. Like there's like those small moments. And that it's interesting up. that this was what Lululemon was like pushing. Everyone had to do it, right? It was part of it was it was an offering and believe it or not, some people denied it. They're like, uh, it's not for me. And I was so gung ho about it at one point. I was like just trying to get everybody to go. I was like, How could you not want this for your life? Like, how do you not want to be free from the story? How do you not want to heal this relationship with your family? And my parents, <laughs> so funny, they knew I was coming to a place of like gratitude or calling them when I was at Landmark because that was like the place where I got to see how they've just been doing everything that they can. Yeah. It like became that so That is such a beautiful me. moment in general, I find. Like when mm-hmm. you, you know, we talked a little bit, one of our clients is Shaman Durek and we had him here for a, a live event, you know, talking about his book. And one of the things we talked about was, you know, kind of expectations Mm -hmm. and you put these like expectations of what you think people are supposed to be like. And a lot of time, I mean, everyone does it on their parents. All the time. Nobody escapes that. And it's really hard because it just creates all this tension and fucked upness and like Mm -hmm. ways that it screws you up because you feel like they're failing you constantly Yeah. versus just being able to look at them as like, they're just people and there's no rules on what they're supposed to be doing for you or not. Like we've mm-hmm. created all these rules of like, but if they're not these type of parents, they suck, mm-hmm. you know? And it's, it's sad. It's such a beautiful moment. Like I know I remember when I felt it, but when you see anyone get to that place where they can detach any of that totally. crap of like expectation on their parents, it's like, it's beautiful. It's so beautiful though. <laughs> it really is. Cause it changes the person dramatically uh-huh. because then you can become your own person and also have a great relationship with these people. Mm-hmm. That's very different. That's based on actual truth. Yeah. There's so much pressure to perform as a parent. And me and my mom would talk about this a lot because our journey has been very similar. Like she started in her work when she wanted to work on her relationship with my dad. But instead of trying to change him, this is how wise my mother is. Instead of trying to change him, she just started doing more work on herself. That is wise because people usually waste a good chunk of time <laughs> trying to change the other person before they're like, oh, it doesn't work that way. What? <laughs> and by the way, even when you're working on yourself, there's still those moments where you're still like trying triggered. to change the other person. Yeah, you get triggered. You get triggered. It's really hard it to is. just know. I said that to a friend who was going through a shitty time with her husband and I'm, I was trying to give advice and you could tell, and look, I don't push advice on anyone and you could tell she was like, well, I don't, I don't want to be the bigger person. I don't want blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and she's like, why? And I was like, look, for me, it was that moment of realization of, okay, this person might be doing some obvious stuff that like the world would perceive as wrong. Mm-hmm. So it's so easy for me to jump on that bandwagon of like, bandwagon of like, you're wrong, you're wrong, you're mm-hmm, wrong. Mm-hmm. I go, but let me just for a second see what I'm doing wrong. Mm-hmm. I go, and once I changed that perspective, it shifted my whole relationship. Personal responsibility. Yes, responsibility and knowing, again, I can only shift me. I can't shift someone else. Yeah. And like a relationship's based on two vibrations. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't matter how obvious something might seem that's wrong, you're still contributing somehow. Yeah, that's actually, a really good point that was one of the biggest things I got from not just um, 
landmark, but doing any type of work between like Lululemon and then another um, emotional intelligence training I discovered is personal responsibility because we're so programmed to go into being a victim uh-huh. and we always want to blame the other person. And this, this is what came up around my relationship with my parents is that they didn't do that to me. And they didn't make me that way. Like there were points where I made up something about them that made them out to be in this way. So fascinating. So I had I had that lens of them and I got to uncover a lot of that in my journey with Landmark because from like 18 to like 25, I don't know, for like seven years, I was doing the, the work, the training and just kept going, kept going. And I was like, I really want to take full responsibility for what shows up in my life. And I think that's actually when I got that. I am the source of everything. I am the source. Things are not happening to me. And when I do get triggered, then I get to look at what did I do to create that? And what am I doing to clean it up? Because relationships was just, they've been always so sacred in my life and cleaning them up is what I got trained in Landmark is cleaning up relationships can give you so much freedom to create more in your life and to have that freedom to express yourself. But if you're not cleaning up relationships, like you're cleaning out your closet or you're cleaning out your house, then they're just going to become stagnant and it actually Mm -hmm. blocks from you manifesting or creating other things in your life. So well said. No, it is. I I don't know where that came from. (laughs) We're just downloading here. (laughs) BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. From issuance, please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. I have a really fun opportunity for you guys. You know I don't wear a ton of makeup, um, and when I do, I like to look completely natural and be good for me. So I'm obsessed with Thrive Cosmetics because they are vegan and cruelty-free. They're Leaping Bunny and PETA certified, so you know they're not messing around. And they're formulated without parabens, sulfates, and phthalates. So again, we do so many episodes about this. What you put in your skin and in your body is so important. So I love how clean they are. Also, they donate every time you buy something. They donate to women, products, and money. So that's pretty incredible. So anyway, my favorite thing from Thrive that I've been wearing the most lately because I don't wear a lot is their mascara. Immediate looks like you got extensions. So it just shows off your eyes in two seconds and it is clean. It actually won Glamour's Best Clean Beauty product of 2020 for Best Mascara. That's how incredible it is. So why is this fun for you? Go now, go to thrivecosmetics.com slash Dentox. If you do the slash Dentox, you get 15% off anything you order. Again, thrivecosmetics.com slash Dentox. Now here's the thing. Thrive Cosmetics is spelled C-A-U-S-E, not how you typically spell cosmetics because get it? Thrive for a cause because they donate every time you buy something. So Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E dot com slash Dentox and get your 15% off. So then talk about, so you're at Lululemon, which it's is amazing opportunity to shift how you just perceive a job can be. Yeah. And like, where did you go from there? Like, did you have, now I get it. You fell into that job as far as like it was available and yeah. you're enjoying it. Mm-hmm. When did you start kind of in your head being like, but I think this is what I want to do. Yeah. Um, it took me all the way from like LA to San Diego to New York. Finally, <laughs> when I was in New York, 
New York has a funny way of kicking you out if you don't find what you're meant oh, yeah. to do. Oh, my God. And it, it, like, hits you so hard. I remember thinking, I'm like, I, I want to make it in New York. I, I want to live here. But nothing was clicking. No interview, no conversation. Like, nothing was solidifying my opportunity to live there. So, finally, it took getting on the phone with my mom's astrologer. <laughs> <laughs> I love the turn of all. <laughs> I know. You didn't see that one coming. <laughs> yeah, the astrologer is such a defining moment in my life because if I look back, everything he said happened wow. till now. And he, I got on the phone. He talks really, really fast. And he's not like a super well-known astrologer. But I'm on the phone with him because I'm at a point in my life where I was like, I don't know what to do. So I actually didn't have this like download or this knowing that I'm meant to do this. It was either like go the like visual merch route because I feel like that's what I knew to do from Lululemon or go the personal coaching route and maybe go back to grad school and get my master's. But nothing was like a yes, like yeah. a really so you were kind of waiting yes. for something to happen to like I was, tell you what it was. I was waiting. I wanted like the people to show up. Like I didn't have like a very proactive role, although I did go on like every interview you could think of and apply well, to proactive. jobs. That's proactive. Yeah. Because if you're not getting them, that's actually, it's giving you That's messages. true. Yeah. There was such clear messages. I of always like, say if you're giving a hundred percent and things aren't happening for you, it, you're on the right path still. Totally. As long as you're putting 100% in, like there's these people who then sit around, they're like, well, nothing's happening. It's like if you're yeah. giving 100% and you go on interviews and you're prepared and you have the resume and you like show up and you do your best and you mm-hmm. don't get it, it's so not supposed to be yours. It's not like, oh, all these things work. It's like, no, that's good. It's like, but as long as you show up 100%, then the right things come and go mm. or happen or don't happen. And then the right, it's like all the right stuff happens, but it's like you have to raise your vibration yeah. to be in it for the right things to happen or not happen. I was so thankful. Yeah. Imagine, I, I imagined myself in a building in Manhattan. I was like, I just want to be one of those you workers be working girl. that goes in the buildings and on the She's younger than floor. I am. She doesn't know that reference. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the Working girl. Yeah, working girl. Yeah, I know. Da, the river run. <laughs> Keep going. I'm old. Let's move on. <laughs> um, the, so the phone, yeah, the call with the astrologer, he's like rambling and he's like, Tanya, you're meant to represent people. You need to get into media. You need to work in production. You need to find a mentor in media. You need to take media classes. Like you are meant to represent people and be a businesswoman. So specific. I know. And I was like, this is me. I was like, huh? I'm like, how in the world do I do that? I have no idea. I was like, he's like, I see PR or TV or production. Like he's just naming off all of these possibilities for careers in media. And I'm like, I literally don't even know what PR is at this point. And and I'm writing it down. I was like, well, what about psychology? Like I see myself as a coach and he's like, no, if you do one-on-one coaching or you go into therapy, you will be bored. You're not going to want to listen to people every day. You're meant to go the business route. And I was like, okay. And he's like, you need to figure out how to take classes. So he finishes that, and I'm and I still have that notebook that I wrote everything down. So at this point, this was like around 2013, let's say. So that was like <laughs> that's amazing how specific ago. that was. I know. And maybe we should leave his information at the end of the I show. I know. I was like, "You're welcome, Joseph." <laughs> I mean, seriously, <laughs> that's like. I mean, I think that's what everyone's waiting for. Yeah, because some of the things he was saying just did not make sense, and it wasn't because right, you weren't in that. It wasn't like you were wanting this stuff, and he was confirming it. Exactly, he's, he's presenting you with a whole nother path. Yeah, and it was no, there. It was not in my reach of like, oh, I know this person, I can t- contact, or oh, I actually really want to go work for this PR firm. None of that was happening. But, but since he planted that seed, I actually was going through my old emails recently and I saw that I was applying to PR jobs for like an account executive role or I applied to like PR showrooms and I, I saw, I was like, wait, so I, subconsciously I, I was doing. going for that. Um, but you know, I had no experience and I had a degree, but I had no experience and I, I wasn't a highly wanted candidate. And so I can see that now, right. but that's, that stuck with me. And then finally I had to make a choice to go back to LA. And ironically, I went back to Lululemon cause I left Lululemon in New York, but I went back because it was familiar. It felt like home. And I felt like I, that's the only thing I knew to jump into without me feeling like I'm like failing after college. <laughs> yeah. Also it get, didn't it give you, um, 
a comfortable place to figure out the next steps. Like sometimes yeah. you need that. Like I it tell did. people that all the time. It's we have a girl we work with all the time who's kicking ass in a whole new career. Mm. And I remember it was like a year or two ago when she was still doing her old thing. And she was like, I feel like I'm supposed to quit and do this because I want to be. And I remember being like, stop and take a breath. Aren't you getting to like dabble and do X, Y, and Z while you're in this job? Mm. Aren't you getting a paycheck and actually have somewhere comfortable to land while you're exploring this whole new world you want until Mm. you know, like you grow in it? She's like, yeah. I'm like, okay, so stop complaining. And you know what? She was like, oh my God, you're right. And then now she did quit eventually as she should have. But it was like, she didn't do it prematurely and she stopped trying to figure out, she was like, well, should I be getting promoted in here? I'm like, no, 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 you don't want to change anything. Like use it for how you're using it right now Mm. because you're going to have the shift, but like shift when you're ready. Wow. And it's like, it's the same thing though. Sometimes, you know, it's always getting in touch with yourself. Everyone wants to make the changes just like this. And sometimes you have to, sometimes it is. Cut it off because you're hanging on for too long. But sometimes you're still in those beginning phases and it's okay to like be in the place you are if you have the freedom to grow yeah. and where you're supposed to be going. And yeah. then before you know it, the roots are so deep, you just got to move. Yeah. That leap of faith thing. Oh man. It's, it's hard. That's, that's tough. Because it's when. I literally feel like I've only done that maybe twice in my life. Once was going to New York, not moving there, going there for the summer, not coming back after college. Right. And then the second was um, after Lululemon actually had me see that I'm playing really, really small in my life. Not to discredit them, but what I was doing, it was definitely not... And this is the second time around that we're talking about now, like when you went back to LA. Now I'm like, now I'm in LA and I was like, okay, I'm going to start building something in LA because I am, I'm a graduate and I don't know if I want to go to grad school and I need to figure out a career. And that's, that's what was going on through my head. I'm like 22, 23 years Mm -hmm. old. And I was like, I got to figure this out. And then every day my energy just got more and more depleted. Like I felt like I just wasn't living a meaningful life regardless of how awake I was or how emotionally intelligent I was. I was just not leaving, living a meaningful life. That's worth taking note because mm-hmm. I do feel like I want people to pay attention because a lot of people are saying, I get asked a lot since I made a huge career choice. People yeah, tend to did. like, <laughs> people tend to like to take me out to lunch and be like, how did you know when? And blah, blah, all oh. valid questions. And really it's only knowing yourself, yeah. but that's a very good thing people should pay attention to. Cause I say that too. I'm like, I could feel it in my energy. <sighs> I didn't necessarily know what it meant and I didn't necessarily know what the answer was, mm-hmm. but I could definitely tell my energy shift and like, it was harder to put one foot in front of the other every day. Yeah. It's like, you just feel a little more de- like it, it didn't mean I didn't have moments of like excitement yeah. and burst because mm-hmm. that's me or love of what I was doing. Mm-hmm. But all in all, the shift was very, you could feel the difference mm. of like how getting through the day felt very totally. different. Oh, that's so good. That is a good thing to distinguish is like, is, are you inspired? Yeah. I was, there was such lack of inspiration because I always made such a great moment out of every time I had a a shift at Lululemon. Like I loved the people, I loved people coming in, but every time I like, I knew I was going into work, I I was so resentful. I was not inspired. Yeah. And I'm like, all my friends are like on their way to grad school. They started like careers they are like doing like big girl jobs and I'm still at Lululemon and I started to actually really question my worth I'm like this is not me I'm not living out my purpose and it, it almost was like shame I had shame around it like oh my god you're still working at Lululemon and you're like halfway through your adult or like you're halfway through your 20s and there's, there's got to be a shift because I can't keep pretending like I want to be at Lululemon and grow with the company when I'm not even taking action or opportunities that are coming my way within the company. So what was your leap of faith? Oh my God. I did. <laughs> it was so good. I'll never forget this. I did another transformational training because there's always moments in your life that you need to revisit the conversation. So my mom did this thing called Mastery in Transformational Training, MITT. There's a no, like a list of notable names that have done MITT in LA, especially. Um, so it's not new. It's been around. And when I did it, I went through the whole thing, got to the leadership part, which was the last part, and you get a coach. And the question that the coach asked me at the end, it was like the month before I really got that I needed to make a shift. He's like, how much longer are you going to play small? And I was like, oh, wow. 
and he he like got on wow. me. He like that that question. Like I'll just never forget that feeling. And he's like, "By when are you going to quit Lululemon?" I was like, but I don't have, I didn't have anything at that time. The only thing I had was an internship at the uh, PR firm that my friend brought me in, who I went to high school with. She brought me into the PR firm as an intern. And I was doing an internship because it just sounded really awesome what she was doing. It was like health and wellness and fitness PR. So that's really where the PR thing started. Um, But he said, how much longer are you going to play small and by when? So I did not have anything set up like full time. And I had to put my two weeks in and by like, I don't know, January 15th or something, I I was ready to get out. And then it was a matter of, okay, well, what am I going to create now that I have this space and how devoted am I to making this work? So I think I had like Orange Theory as a part-time thing. And then I was interning at Dunpellier Media and I was not doing what I was meant to do at Dunpellier Media, but I'm glad I stuck it out. It was endorsements and sponsorships, which I had no knowledge of. But what I did was I was in the room with um, my former boss and my former colleague, and I would listen to their phone calls. I would listen to what they were talking about. I would listen to the type of clients that they were working with. And I was just like in awe. I'm like, wait, this is a job like you could do this and work with fitness experts and wellness experts and they were um they were representing orange theory at the time and the only reason why i knew about the internship is because i ran into um this girl alex from my high school at orange theory i was like what are you doing here and she's like oh we do pr for orange theory like you know health wellness and fitness and i was like oh sounds cool i had no idea what that meant And then she was looking for an intern. She put it up and I applied and she vouched for me and I got it. And so then I was in, but again, I still didn't have anything solid. I'm like, okay. But like, again, (laughs) I want to take a pause because I think that's so important. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we talk about this a lot all the time. It's like people are afraid to do the shit work. Yeah, You know, everyone's kind of like oh, well, I want to work in PR now, and they won't settle for anything unless it's exactly the job in PR they want. And then they wonder why it's not happening. And they wonder why it's not happening. And um, and it's like people are afraid to do the shit work. But like what you just said, which I used to say all the time when I moved up the ladder, is like you're sitting there and you're listening to all the conversations. Like you're getting this amazing opportunity that mm-hmm. is worth way more than the paycheck. I don't know if it was a paid internship or not, but mm-hmm. like way more than what, if it was paid how much it was or if it wasn't, the yeah. freedom of it. Because it's like you're listening to how they actually do the job, mm-hmm. which sometimes if you're actually getting paid at first, you don't even get to do that because you're off on your own expected it's to true. do stuff. It's true. And it's like, I remember my first, I mean, what I mean, it was different when I was an assistant, I put myself everywhere to learn whatever oh. I could, but I even remember my first executive job. I was really lucky and I chose it specifically over something else. Mm-hmm. I got to sit on the people who ran the departments in the office with them every single day wow. and just listen to how they talked to every single agent, writer, how they gave notes, dealt with the president. Like, I mean, I got it all. And because it was a small department, they let me do every single thing with them. Wow. And I was like, that was the best education I could have had. Yeah. I wouldn't have traded oh it God. for the world because people underestimate sometimes starting at the bottom and what you get from that. And they don't realize how important it is. Wow. It's like yeah. a foundation. It's like a university. Like I say that all the time. I'm like You so get your true. own university of stuff and you don't even realize how how valuable that is. Yeah. Because people are so focused on what it looks like, Mm -hmm. what it means, what Mm -hmm. job you have, how much money you're making, what your paycheck is. And that's not saying people don't need to live, of course. Like, we all have bills to pay. They want the fast track. They want the fast track. And they don't realize sometimes how much, you know, better your race car is going to be if it's actually built well from the bottom up. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Oh, my God. So it's like, it's great that you did it. And look, and then keep talking. So it shifted your entire... Yeah, I, I guess... I have to accredit my intuition because I could have easily left that internship when I realized this is just not working. Like I'm not getting any endorsements. I'm not getting any (laughs) sponsorships for these fitness experts. Like how does this work? But because we were in a small, tiny office, I just kind of plugged into what they were doing and I would absorb it. You're right. Like being in the energy of what they were doing, it seemed like it felt good to be there regardless of how amazing I was at my job or not. Like you're like, my performance wasn't great, but you were learning a lot. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And the woman I, I I have to like credit to, and you obviously have met Nicole Dunn. Yep. She 
I have, she took such a chance on me and believed in me and I learned so much from her and she was always so positive and really optimistic about my role in the company and it, I just stuck it out. Like I did the part-time thing and then quickly, quickly, like I think within four months I became full-time and I became part of the team. And I was like, now I was immersed in that world. I'm like, okay, well, let me start taking on things that are different than endorsements and sponsorships. I just loved the quality of work that they were doing. And I saw how hard they worked, but also what they were putting out into the world, like, made somewhat of a difference because these people's lives are being transformed by this fitness expert or this meditation teacher or this naturopathic doctor. So it definitely meant something to me to be there. And I showed up more than an internship always. Like I never treated myself as like, oh, I'm just an intern. I like did more. I overextended myself. Like I I didn't take it for granted at all. That's why they hired you. Yeah. And it was just a matter of time. I remember thinking my colleague was like, how does she wear so many hats? She was doing everything. She was like doing PR. Then she was doing business development and she was helping Nicole run the business. Like it was just amazing. And I was so in awe of her. And then one day she decided she needed to move on. And when she left, there was no one to fill her position except me. And so I just slipped right in. And next thing you know, it, I'm the PR manager. That's amazing, like, though. Wow. Yeah. And it, it was kind of around the time where things were shifting in the company, too. And I felt really called to represent people in wellness. Like, I loved the fitness individuals, but wellness was really my calling. And that that moment in my life had me kind of level up real quickly. Integrity, being on top of everything, my communication, and being the person I knew myself to be, but no questions asked. Like removing that doubt, removing that fear of like, oh, well, can I do it? It did come with like some angst, but it was also exciting. Like I just got this whole new role, got this whole new opportunities, and I was on the fast track. Got to learn how to pitch, got to learn how to pitch TV, got to learn how to be with the clients. And I had a knack for coaching the clients. So when I had like this woman who you know, her mind was just like going crazy. Like it was looping and she was always in fear and scarcity. My Nicole pointed out, she's like, every time you talk to her, she's like calms down. I was like, oh, maybe because I actually like really listen. Like I'm over there with them. I listen to what's going on and what, how it's occurring for them. So I incorporated that into my gifts as a PR manager and I started doing amazing work with her. I want to make sure you guys are taking advantage of this opportunity with denanywhere.com, a monthly subscription for only $29.99 where you can take all live classes with us any time of day and archive classes. So if the times of days don't work for you, the classes are archived and you can go back and take them then as well or take your favorites over and over and over again. Plus, if you're looking for certifications or challenges or workshops, anything, we have so much on denanywhere.com and we do virtual workshops every single week. So please join us. You can join us from anywhere in the world. That's what's amazing. Let's keep growing this community. And we love that now our community can grow past Los Angeles. We'll see you at denanywhere.com. So you really started to feel the shifts and the difference Mm -hmm. within yourself. I did. I did. I mean, I, I became like her her right-hand woman, but also I became so passionate about Don Pelle Media. I invested like myself in it and made my life and my work kind of the same thing. Like you would ask me what I do and I would say it with passion and inspiration. I think Nicole saw that. She's like, wow, Tanya really loves this. Like she can go out and talk to anyone about this. And yeah, so business development was a huge part of my role. And so when did it shift where you started doing your own stuff? Um, so there was a point, uh, right before Burning Man two years ago. <laughs> Burning Man seems to always be a pivotal, pivotal moment for people. It was, it was defining because I was working remote at this point cause I left working in the office and worked remote. And I think it was enough for me to see that I may be heading my down the road of like working on my own. But again, I didn't have the faith. 
And so when Nicole finally is like, I need someone in the office, she was able to let me go. And there was like a bond there, you know, like she treated me like a daughter. I was like part of the family. I like grew up with her. She tells me all the time. She's like, I've just seen you grow into a woman. Yeah, it's nice. I mean, look, it's really nice to grow people. Yeah, it is. It's really great to be on that journey with her. And And those are the bosses you want to find people. You want to find the people who want you to grow and evolve. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you want to find someone that really like sees you, but also gives you the freedom to create for yourself. Yeah. Yeah, that that she hands down was amazing at that like opportunity after opportunity. And yeah, so finally when she's like I really need someone in the office, like we just got it was like it was a moment of sadness like we were breaking up. Yeah. <laughs> Cuz I was her daughter. Um she's like I really think you can go and do this on your own. And um she was like it was so heart disheartening for her and me and it was on 88 I'll never forget it the Lions Gate <laughs> it was on the Lions wow. Gate these the Lions Gate it was it, it was so symbolic like the, it's an opening mm-hmm. right so and I felt it coming and I remember thinking like oh I think I'm getting let go today and it was and this is the first time I think I've like really actually talked about it out loud but it like this I felt this energy surge in me like you're about to get let go of the nest so like be ready to feel what that feels like and don't be afraid of what's to come like that was all there and then there was all this like oh what am I gonna do like I have a paycheck and my salary like I'm going to Burning Man and is this irresponsible um so I just kind of like sat with it and and I had been helping Shaman Durek and he was already connected to me and the work that I was doing with him felt so aligned to the point where like I would pitch him to someone and people would would jump on it like it was so immediate and it was so um like there was so much ease with it and I was so lit up every time I talked about his work I was like this man is amazing like his work is changing the world and I've never seen anyone talk the way he does um so that's really where it was it was 8-8 I went to Burning Man I came back and I just had this moment of like (gasps) what am I going to do? I don't have clients. I need to like start developing for myself. And Shaman Durek actually had me see that once I get clear on like where I'm going and what my intention is with my work, then the clients will start happening. So he's been a huge mentor in my life. After I left uh, Dan Pellier Media, he had me see like, if I get clear on my branding, which thank you to my girlfriend, uh, Soulful Publicist was born out of a podcast banner she like titled me soulful publicist and I was like oh my god that's amazing that's who I am (laughs) and then within like moments I just had this like shift got clear on who I am and who I'm working with and then all the people just started coming the conversation started opening up really easily for me and how do you feel like you are in this world of entertainment like Mm -hmm. talk about like your mission and how you do it differently yeah, um, I was I was writing this down the other day of like wh- why why soulful publicity and I was explaining to someone is that I put the soul in media because where we're at right now in our time with media there's a lot of uh, distrust especially with like fake news and journalists journalists and publicists like our relationships are either really great or it can be uh, really transactional and you don't know where they're going to go with your clients or the story. So there's like this distrust between us and also between like the client and the media. It's like, are you going to twist the story? Are you going to make my client look bad? And I am really standing for bridging the gap between consciousness and media, whether it's with the producer, whether it's with the journalist, like it is such a huge win for me when I have a client go on a show and they are so moved by their message or their mission that people from the crew and the staff come and be a participant of the work come and volunteer come and actually take like an active role because then I know that it's not just them getting on tv it's not just them having like another episode or like a media hit it's now influencing and impacting people so how important I mean I know how important but I want you to talk about it it is for you to really resonate and I know any publicist will be like I have to believe in what I'm selling but I yeah. don't think everyone always does no, sometimes people don't. might believe in the in the money the dollars it can bring in but talk about what resonance means for you as mm-hmm. far as like your clients and selling yeah um I've identified that I love disruptors <laughs> 
mostly controversial experts and people that are driven by heart work, not so much like fame or money or they just want to become a household name, but like they are so aligned with their heart work that it feels aligned for me. And I feel really called to be on the mission with them. So I don't always want to just see publicity as like, oh, I'm your representation. It's like, no, I'm on your team. I'm in the game with you. I'm on the courts. Like if you're speaking truth into authenticity and transformation and peace and possibility, then I'm on that train with you. So it's really unique, the lane that I've chosen because it is spirituality, it is consciousness, but it's also social impact too, you know, like working with Lorea and Lunch on Me. I mean, also, by the way, please go listen to that episode. (laughs) It is one of my favorite episodes of this podcast we've ever done. And I say it all the time. It's changed me. She's changed me. Yeah. And she's also coming on a panel for us too, but she's changed me and how I interact with the homeless population. And I always interacted Mm. with them. I was never one who was scared, but she's totally changed the way I do it, how I do it, how often the conversation. I love it. She, please go listen to that episode. I beg all of you. See, that's so inspiring to me Yeah, because the work that I do, and I, I had to kind of reflect this back for myself. It's like, why am I doing this again? But the work that I do is to give those like micro moments of shifting how we see the world or how we show up in the world. So if Lorea goes on a TV show and you see like so-and-so from the producer crew or the TV crew showing up at the bodega and saying like, how can I help? Then I know we've done our work. And it doesn't have to be this grandiose thing where everyone's like feeding the homeless now or, you know, it's like (laughs) the the micro gestures or like the shift in narratives of our thinking, like growth mindset, shifting our language, like just those shifts that I notice, then I know we're doing our work. And then I know that like I am aligned with my soul purpose and the mean, like it has to have meaning. So that, that brings so much meaning and purpose to my life. Have you worked with someone or had a client where it's shifted for you, where you don't feel connected to it anymore, or you feel like their messages shifted and it's been hard? Like, have you felt that? Mm-hmm. And like how true, yeah. like, and that moment of having to stay true to what you're trying to do? Yeah. I had, um, I had a couple of instances where, uh, I, I look to my emotions and my internal state a lot. And if a, client is not causing, but if I'm feeling anxious around their anxiousness or their worries, then there is some type of disruption between the flow that we're having. And I'm so clear on that some results get interrupted if you are in a place of like worry and scarcity and anxiety and like always looking like what's going on, what's going on, what's going on then it's no accident that the people that I'm pitching or things that I'm putting out are just not coming to fruition. So I was like, okay, uh, here's a nice assessment and energy alignment is not aligned. And I may not go to that depth to explain it to them, but it's really clear to me that the client has just as much influence as I do on creating results. I mean, I love that because that's what we talk about here all the time (laughs) is, and we talked about it so much with Shaman Durek the other night, which is your energy affects your reality, period, period, end of story. And there's so little responsibility people take in that, especially in this type of relationship that you're talking about, a client and PR. Mm -hmm. It's so easy to just blame any success or failure on all the outside things and not on yourself. Totally. And people don't realize it's not, you might have a great product, but if you're not putting the energy through it that Mm -hmm. then reverberates it out there, it doesn't help. So you've got to like start with you. Yeah. And I think that's why I put the soulful before publicity. Um, Like I don't know how many publicists are looking at like, this type of assessment with frequency and the impact of um, someone's like emotional state to the results that you're producing. Because honestly, I don't believe that you can produce results for your client. If your client is sitting there worrying and having anxiety and worrying about money and results all the time. Right. It just completely interrupts the flow. So you did get to become a life coach. Yeah, I did. So it's it's still there. It's like human potential publicity. (laughs) Do you feel like, I mean, is there, because like what you were talking about media and what a lot of it stands for and what they're going for numbers, they're going for, you know, audience, they're going for ad dollars. Do you ever feel like it makes, it's just hard in your job? Like, do you ever feel that push pull of like, we're just talking about two different things? 
It's totally, it definitely has its challenges when um, the media is trying to twist what you're putting out there. So we're coming from like an authentic, transparent place to create shifts and make a difference with people. And um, especially with like hard news or talk shows, if they're like out to get your client, maybe not intentionally, but they just want to get to like proving something that's not in alignment with what they feel or what they believe. It's disheartening because I just, I have this like pureness. I have a pure heart of believing and having faith in them and saying like, no, they're not going to cross us. They're not going to twist this story. But I I have to now put on this healthy skeptic hat and get that I really have to have a level of discernment, especially when it comes to people like Shaman Durek, who are talking about a range of topics and people can misconstrue or take and manipulate so many things that he's saying. So it's really, it's really in my part to represent that in the most transparent and authentic way, but also having like my walls up and being really discerning of like, okay, where are they taking? this and protecting him essentially but also finding finding that balance it, it, it's it's tricky sometimes but doing what I can you know it is hard I mean you're literally trying to put a beautiful energy into a world that doesn't always start from that place totally so it's hard it's a big it's a big game I signed up for <laughs> so but what advice then do you have for people who are you know in their day-to-day lives whether it be in media and I mean anything where they're yeah. doing the quote-unquote normal thing yeah. and they want it to be more soulful they want yeah. to feel more connected what advice do you have to them on how they can do that without just like they might like what they're doing but feeling slightly disconnected yeah I'd say that I'm starting to learn that you don't have to give up everything just to find your sole purpose. And from what we learned the other night, there's not one purpose for everybody. And I truly get that. And you don't have to like do this whole eat, pray, love thing and quit your job (laughs) and go travel the world. (laughs) You do say that, don't you? I do say that all the time because I'm like, oh God, everyone feels... And you know what? They all feel like they found it. And then they come back to real life. And what happens? They're like, I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. It's very easy yeah. to find it when you're like eat, praying, and loving. I, I know. Mean, eat, it praying, is. and loving. It's harder yeah. to be in. Look, it's like, I, you know, I do Kundalini a lot. And we call it a householder's, you know, yoga. Because yeah. it's about how do you incorporate it while you're doing regular stuff. Like mm. dealing with the partner or the kids or the job or the that. It's like, mm-hmm. it's harder to find your your connection and your purpose when you're in it. Yeah. But that's the trick. I know. You know, everyone wants to move the conscious, right? Whether they're like in nightlife or something. But there is a way to do that. What you're doing may not bring... Um, satisfaction or inspiration into your life now. But if you know you're really great at something and there is a need in a different market, then find a way how you can serve your gifts to others. And it may not be for monetary value. I'm learning that you can create value and you can create meaning in your life by serving your gifts to others, whether you're in marketing, whether you're a lawyer, whether you're in PR or whether you're in the medical practice, like you can serve your gifts in so many ways and you'll start to find things internally shift within you because you'll see that people are calling upon you for things that you may not be doing day to day. And what that will do is it will create more possibility. Like you'll start to see kind of the bigger vision and you either may leave your job or you might create something within your job. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. But I think it's actually a really beautiful thing is see what part is missing for you mm-hmm. and then see how you can serve it. Mm-hmm. And whether, like you said, whether it's in it or having to shift it a little bit, but there's probably a market yeah. for it. Yeah, you don't have to quit your job to find consciousness or be soulful. Right. Yeah. You just have to find a way to incorporate it. I stayed in PR. PR is a very matrix job. Oh, yeah. You know, it, it is part of the system. It, there's so much pressure, competition, and it can be really soulless sometimes if you talk to other PR professionals. But what I found is that you can still be in your industry, but maybe find a different lane. 
or find a different type of clientele. And I, and by the way, it goes back to what we started this conversation with the, and change your expectations yeah. of what success means for you. Yeah. And start, because I think that's the problem. People keep success being one thing. So it doesn't matter what they're feeling soul-wise because mm-hmm. it, if it doesn't get there for them, it's failure. But if you start making the success be the soul part, mm-hmm. it'll all change. Yeah. Right? Totally. If that's your measurement. And then... And then I do believe you get taken care of. Yeah. When you start providing, like you said, if you're providing your like the work for other people, yeah, you'll get taken care of. I know being in contribution, it has so many benefits that people think it's it's so much more than volunteering. Like being in contribution actually shifts your frequency. Yep. And the universe aligns with you and seeing like, okay, you're it's like you're tithing. Like Larea always tells true. me. Spiritual tithing, you're letting the universe know that you are able to give from a place of wholeness. And if you're coming from there and you're not coming from a place of lack, then you're only going to create more opportunities for yourself and things are now more going to magnetize towards you. Yep. Sorry for the interruption, guys, but I want to talk about this amazing course that's coming up. It is a happiness course, and it starts October 1st, and it goes for seven Thursdays in a row. It's with Jamie Wozni teaching, and during this time, I think we could all use some in-depth happiness. So again, seven weeks in a row, starting Thursday, October 1st at 6 p.m. Again, that's 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, but you can be anywhere in the world to take this. It is virtual. It is through denanywhere.com. So wherever you are in the world, 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on Thursdays, join us. Go to denanywhere.com to sign up. This has been awesome. Let's do your four year use really quickly. Oh. I have some fun ones for you. Okay. If you had an extra $100 in your pocket right now, what would you do with it? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> my, I'll just go wherever my brain just went. It just went to the bodega. Aww. I would go buy a bunch of stuff at the bodega. <laughs> And the bodega is Lorea Gaston, who we were talking about before, who's been a guest on this show. She just created a bodega, which is in Koreatown, which continues to feed so many homeless. It's organic. And all around. I mean, that's, she's amazing. Again, yeah. listen to that episode. Listen to it's that perfect. episode. Um, what has been the most inspiring teacher or ideology that has affected you the most in your lifetime? Um, I w- I'm definitely going to have to say that my teacher has been my mom. My oh, mom, beautiful. she's really opened up my eyes to always see the greater good in everything. But beyond that, like the possibility of everything. Oh, what would your last meal be? Like if I ever had a last meal? Yeah. Like or, if you were like on death row oh, okay. and had to order a last meal. So basically you got to choose the last thing you ever ate in this incarnation. What would it be? Okay. If I really, really think about it. I always love pizza. I get it. Me too. Oh my God. I'll admit it here. I had two slices in bed last night. (laughs) Horrible. After I already had dinner, but I was like, "Mm." I like snuck down and took two more pieces. I was like in bed. I'm like, this is kind of gross, but oh well. So yeah, I got it. (laughs) Pizza's good. Live your truth, tall. You got it, right? Um, Who's the last person you texted before you came in here? Uh, Sara. <laughs> oh, how funny. So that she works with Shaman Durek. Yeah, she works with Shaman Durek and she is a powerhouse in what she does with her creative uh, and architectural design agency. Amazing. This has been so helpful. We're going to have so much of this up on the page on Dentalks podcast. Amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you've, give, you've given so many like things that people can take uh-huh. away. Um, I want to do your personal practice, which is a motivating thought that you have that oh. really helps you get through things. Yeah. Um, but I want to say thank you because I do feel like there was a lot of practical advice on how mm. people can really incorporate this into their day to day and mm-hmm. feel like, I think there's going to be major shifts and they don't realize there's small ways to actually make these major shifts in their lives. That's so good. So, yeah. I got you. a lot from it for myself too. Thank you. <laughs> well, good. Thank you. I mean, that's a win-win then. We're always happy if that happens. Thank you. That's hilarious. Um, and we'll be back. So stay tuned for her personal practice. Okay. So now Tanya's going to do her personal practice, which is a motivating concept that you can refer to, to help you with your growth. Um, so I think about, uh, our roles in life and how to create motivation and empowerment when we wake up and kind of throughout our day. And what I want to leave everyone with is it doesn't matter if 
you are Insta famous or you're a New York Times bestseller or you're a celebrity or you're well known, if you are driven by heart work and your heart is truly aligned to your purpose and your vision, then your story will be heard and people will see you. Talks podcast would not exist without these incredible people, Nicole Rappi, Reem Edon, Hayden Fungheiser, Kim Bielek, and music by Alex Fetter. Thanks for joining us. If you haven't subscribed, please do. And also wherever you listen, please go and leave us a review. It's so greatly appreciated. It really does help us out. If you want to keep talking about all this stuff, please join our community on our secret Facebook page. Go to Facebook, search Den Talks podcast, and join us there. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Hero.co